0: As you guys get ready tonight, I just want to give you guys an update of my dad. Um, Last week, I wasn't here. Uh, As many of you know, um, because my dad had a stroke last week, Saturday, Um, I had just finished uh, my morning exercises, Saturday morning, Uh, went home and... uh, Yeah, I was just talking story with my dad, just like we've done a million times. And uh, I was eating cereal, watching TV, Then I heard something uh, fall in his room. I went in there, and my dad was on the ground, and he couldn't talk to me. And his right side was paralyzed. And uh, so I picked him up and put him on the chair, and, and I was like, his face was a little droopy. And I was like, oh, my dad is having a stroke right now. So I called the 911, fire was there in like nine minutes, and uh, got him down to the hospital. My dad was in surgery three hours later, and uh, it's a pretty crazy situation, but God has been a part of, uh, like, just intertwined in the entire scenario. Um, So the doctor who operated on him was one of the better doctors, and he wasn't even working that day. He just went in to, like, clean up his office. He's talking to me in his, like, golf clothes, and he's like, I guess I'm operating on your dad today. You know, and I was like, uh, "Okay, we do a good job." So, um, yeah. But praise God, uh, today he stood up for the first time, um, with some with some help for sure, with his physical therapist. His left side is real strong. Uh, so I'm not sure if you guys understand what, what stroke is. So we have four arteries that come out from our heart. Two in the front, two are in the back, and uh, stroke happens when one of those arteries that branch off into your brain uh gets plugged so certain parts of your brain don't get blood and so that part of your brain that doesn't get blood just stops working so you know you could if it's deals with your physical part then you could just fall over or if it deals with your eyes you could just go blind like this there's a lot of different you know uh i mean our body is kind of like controlled by our brains you know so My dad doesn't have a lot of brain damage, but it's in three areas that control his right movement and his right eyesight um, and his speech. So we're praying uh, for a full recovery. Amen. And uh, you guys can partner with me in praying to get him into. um, on, On Oahu, there's like one of the nation's best rehabilitation hospitals. So it's, I think it's the Rehabilitation Hospital of the Pacific. And uh, there's 70 beds only, and uh, it's hard to get into, but they deal specifically with stroke victims and helping them to get stronger. So some pretty cool... Uh, so I so I, uh, I sent out like a little uh, post about my dad getting stronger and what we're praying for. And one of my friends, I was sharing this with the boys in the back, one of my friends from college who I haven't talked to in years, uh She's Argentinian. She ended up getting, yeah, I met her in San Diego. She ended up getting her doctorate degree. She messaged me today, and guess where she works? The rehabilitation hospital. And I was like, Shaka, you know? Like, that's one of, man, numerous things of how, like, God's shown himself to be true. Um, You guys want to hear a couple quick ones? So our first nurse's name was, like, Nakolette which is like my mom's name without the na. Like my mom's name is Colette, you know? The uh, Another nurse's name was uh, Lexi, which is short for Alexa, and my niece's name is Alexis. It happened on um, Daniel's birthday, so Auntie Tasha's husband, Daniel, his birthday was on Saturday. That's when it happened. The bed that my dad is sleeping on, I look on the bottom, there's a date, my birthday. You know, like, I'm not superstitious, but... You know, I just felt like that and some other things, like like God really was just making us laugh kind of throughout the time, you know. So thank you guys for your guys' prayers. I heard uh, last week's um, Making Disciples Go message was uh, Pokemon Go disciple message was super good. I listened to it. I was like, Pastor Kaeo, he's action. Yeah, he's, he's a great preacher, man. He's a great preacher, grateful for him covering. Um, Okay, so tonight, another message on discipleship, uh, probably one of the most important messages of how do we become disciples of Christ and how to become complete in the Lord. Uh, But let's pray first, amen. Um, We good? It's good to see you guys, man. I, I don't like missing Mondays, you know, but... I know you guys were in good hands, and um, I know you guys were thinking about me. Well, even if you guys weren't, I was thinking about you guys. I was thinking about you. Good. We got love. We got love. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, let's pray and uh, see what God has in store for us tonight. Um, Let's do repeat after me. Jesus, thanks for tonight. Thanks for loving on us. Thanks for loving on me. Let me just finish that up. Jesus, thanks so much, Lord. It's crazy to think that we are loved by you. That just doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Um, But it's the truth. So, man, because of the love that you have for us, God, may we live to love you and all that we do. I uh, pray that tonight's message, God, would help us do that better. And uh, we give you all the praise, glory, and honor. Thanks for uh, all the work that you did with um, Brooke and Summer and the Uganda team. And thanks for bringing them back safe. Thanks for uh, the healing that you've brought to my dad, we just pray for a continued healing, God, and that you would get him into the rehab place, but really, our hope is in you, so do your miracles, God, in him, do your miracles in us, yeah, teach us tonight, God, how to be your disciples, Um uh, Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Okay, um, awesome, okay, so um, discipleship, okay, so if you're taking notes tonight, uh, I titled it The Road to Discipleship, the The term discipleship means What? Yeah, the process of making a follower of Jesus or the process of making a disciple. Okay, so discipleship, the process of me becoming a follower of Jesus or me becoming the person who is making disciples. Amen? One of the terms that Pastor Kael used last week in his message was that we don't only want to make disciples, we want to make... No, no, not battle earth. We want to make... Disciples who are disciple makers. Amen? Like we don't want it just to stop one generation deep. My my goal, like really, it's mimicking what I'm doing right now. Like the leaders that, that we have around us are not only discipling you, but encouraging you and equipping you to do the same thing when the time comes. Amen? You guys remember that board that I had where it was like if one person reached three and helped them to reach three you know, in a size this, of this room, like of this magnitude, really, it would take like 10 and a half years and we would reach all of Maui just with us here. Amen. So if you increase that to like six, seven, that'll like cuts it in half, you know? So like let's get at it. Amen. Let's get at it. I mean, how many of us grateful to know Jesus tonight? Amen? Like that's good stuff. If you're grateful for the work that Jesus has done in your life, hey. Do the duty of our Lord and lead somebody else to the Lord. Amen? Like we want to grow. We want to strengthen. We want to learn about prayer. We want to learn about God's word. We want to be diligent about these matters. Why? Because God means a lot to us. And we know once we introduce the Lord to somebody else, that's going to mean a lot for them. Amen? Like I was just praying with some of the boys back there that I don't want to say that like evil little word that starts with an S right now because it's summertime. It's summertime. S with a C-H and a double O and an L, you know? I don't want to say that word right now. But coming, coming a couple weeks from now, oh, so junk, right? So junk. There's probably going to be people, I guarantee you, there's going to be friends of yours or people who you're not friends with right now who had a horrible summer and they need, hey, they need hope. Yeah? They're going to need an answer. They're looking for encouragement and affirmation in all the things of the world rather than the things of the lord you guys following me that they're looking to drug sex alcohol yeah popularity to fulfill the void of maybe having no father or having no mother or having somebody pass away in their lives or having a sickness or not living up to the standard in their lives and they're filling that void with things of this world and we all understand that the things of this world, yeah, they don't satisfy. Amen? We understand here, yeah, that our satisfaction and our hope and our future, yeah, comes from Jesus. Amen? Okay, so... Um, hey, focus. Yeah. I'm happy to be back, but I'm still on the edge. So pay attention. Yay. See that face? You like that face? Yay. Okay. That's better than not that face. Okay. So uh, discipleship, the process of making disciples, right? The actual term disciple means to, yeah, to be a follower, right? To be a follower, specifically what we're talking about, to be a follower of Jesus Christ and his teachings. So if you say that you're a Christian, right? The close synonymous term with that would be I'm not only a Christian, but if I'm a Christian, that means I'm like Christ. Like the literal translation of a Christian is from the world to the people who are following Jesus and the world said, you guys are like that Jesus guy. The term that they came up with was Christian. It wasn't, a, it wasn't the Christians giving them the title. It was the world giving the title to these people who lived like Jesus. They loved others. They loved those who hated them. They loved those who persecuted them. They prayed for not only their friends. They prayed for those who mistreated them. So for us to be Christians means to be like Christ, which means we are disciples. Amen? Jesus' last words, right? So you guys, you guys know the Great Commission, right? The Great Commission. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all. Nations, baptizing them in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen? Like God's, Jesus' last words before he goes to heaven. says, hey, make disciples. Okay? So, um, so God's goal, yeah? Through the work of Jesus Christ, okay? So, what is God's goal? Let's go to uh, Colossians 1.22. Yeah, so we've been going through Colossians on our church and on the weekends and uh, <clears throat> a couple of verses from there, okay? So what is God's goal for us? Colossians uh, 1.22, he has now reconciled his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. So reconciled is to make things united, right? Remember that right hand, left hand thing we did? Let's practice. So right hand, raise your right hand. Repeat after me, God is holy and sinless, sinless, left hand. Man is not holy and full of sin, okay? So, what is the problem? Separation, what's the solution? Jesus. Jesus. Okay, so how does Jesus become the solution because of what he did on the cross, the thing that separated us from God was our sin. Jesus reconciled that, like paid the debt for that, made it right before God so that God wouldn't kill us. He killed Jesus in place of us. So as Jesus rose from the dead, we can rise from the dead also and have a relationship with God, okay? But the goal is, okay, so Jesus on the cross, hey, this is good suffering here, okay? So one, three, three things, okay, right out the get-go. God's goal for us through Jesus Christ on the cross was to present us to him. Okay, so look, left hand, we're here, yeah? Jesus in the middle. Jesus is walking with us. He cleanses us of our sins to present us to the Father, like, give me a volunteer. Mark, get over here, Mark. Come on. Okay, so... Here's Mark over here, yeah, human and full of sin, right? Full of sin, sinful, not holy at all. The work of Jesus Christ in his life comes, yeah, forgives him of his sin and starts to cleanse him, yeah, and wants to present him to the all-holy God, holy, blameless, and above reproach. You guys get that? Okay, okay. So let's open that up a little bit, right? So Jesus, his finished work in us wants to present us to God. Hey, God, here's Mark. He is like you, holy. There's no blame in his life because there's no mark of sin on his life. So you, God, can't hold anything against him because of my blood that is washed over him. Amen? And then he wants us to be also above reproach. Like, what does that mean, above reproach, yeah? That means to be not only like with a, a name of Christian, but to not even let there be any rumor about us living like the world. Like set apart. Okay, so part of holiness is to be sanctified Right? And what does that term sanctified means? That means to be made clean and to be made set apart for God's purpose. So here's the world, yeah, on this side, and God wants to set Mark apart from the world for a godly purpose. And this is what discipleship is about. That God wants to pull us out of the world to send us back into the world, not by ourselves, but now with the work of the Holy Spirit in us. So that as we live in the world, we wouldn't be like the world, but we would be like Jesus. Amen? Okay, give him a hand. Okay, so that's God's desire for us, okay? And this is Paul's desire, okay? So Paul says, if that's what Jesus is doing, this is what I'm going to do. Okay, so Paul says, him, Jesus, we proclaim with Warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. Amen? So Jesus is doing that with us. And what is Paul doing? The same thing. Paul is being a good disciple following the pattern of Jesus where he's assisting people from sin to salvation, yeah, onto glory. Jesus is doing that. Paul wants to partner with that. I want to do that more and more, and I'm hoping that all of you here would partner in that. The greatest work that you can do in this world is assist someone from a sinful lifestyle, introduce them to the Savior, and lead them on to salvation. There is no greater work that you could participate in this lifestyle all the fads will fade. All the grades, nobody's going to care about, yeah? Like, you care about them now, but once you move on after high school, big deal. You know, my master's, like, I finished my master's, the, like, envelope, they sent it to me. I didn't even open it. I was like, okay, hey, cool, I'm just going to leave it over there. I still haven't seen it yet. There's a lot of money for that thing, too, you know? But who cares, you know? That's all going to burn away anyway. Amen? Okay. And so we have what Jesus' goal is, right? To present us holy, blameless, and come on. And above reproach, right? It's right there. Right? So Paul, his goal was to teach, to present everyone mature in Christ. Okay? Like our goal is not just to put on events and fun camps. Our goal is to teach you about Jesus, to get you in God's word. Teach you how to pray. Why? So that you can do that for somebody else one day. You know how, uh, what grade I was in when I prayed my first friend out of suicide? Eighth grade. Eighth grade. My friend was in uh, high school. We were at a church camp. We were just talking, he and I, uh, some evening. I don't know after chapel, or I don't know what, what, it was, what was going on, but I was talking with him, his life sucked, and he wanted to end it. And I was like, I don't think that's good, you know? And somehow, by the grace of God, I prayed for him, and he felt better, and he's still alive today, amen? It's not about age, it's about who you have inside of you, amen? Okay? Um, all right, so, uh, James chapter 1, Okay? Uh, the question is, how does God make us complete? Yeah? How does God complete this work inside of us? So we are on earth. He's in heaven. Yes, we have the Holy Spirit in us. But how do we move from just infant Christianity to being mature in our faith? You guys want to know how? I'm going to tell you. Okay? James chapter 1. It's good. Okay? You guys ready? Yes? No? You guys tired? No? No? How many of you guys went to the beach today? That's why you guys tired. You guys are like, oh, yeah, beach day today, okay? Next summer is not going to be on Mondays. I'm just saying, okay? Um, okay, so right off from the get-go, James, who's James? James is the brother of Jesus, not mother of Jesus, brother of Jesus. I love, uh, uh, I think Francis Chan said this. He said, you want proof that Jesus is the son of God? Just ask James. You know, like if anybody would deny that Jesus was the Son of God, it would be his own brother, right? Like nobody knows you. Like really, a miracle. Like, Kamale, let me just ask this question: What would it take for you to say that Mark was the Son of God? Yeah. It it would take probably him coming back from the dead, right? Yeah you guys get it yeah you guys get it like james sold on the fact that jesus was the son of god not the son of my dad joseph because why jesus came back oh god you guys, you guys, you guys sleeping man. this is good stuff right here okay all right so anyway the letter from james okay you guys want to understand who here wants to understand how to become like mature in christ me, good, Ina, yes, good job, Megan, yes. Okay, we don't want to be babies our entire lives, right? It's not good, okay? Babies are cute. A teenage baby, not cute. Amen? A teenage baby, like, you've grown, but you still act like, not fun, right? Okay, not fun, right? Better, right? Not only grow physically, we're supposed to grow With character and spiritual and wisdom, not okay, good. You guys got okay, so right up from the get go, James says, Here, this is the route that you're gonna take for your maturity. James chapter two oh James chapter one verse two. You guys following? Good. Love your eyes on the Bible, not on me. Yeah. James chapter one, verse two. He says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Verse 4. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be, everybody say it, perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Amen? That's a good verse right there. Okay? That's a good verse. Uh, Do I have it on here? I don't have it on here. Um, Okay? So, uh trials i love what james says he says consider it all joy what is that next word and when yeah what does that assume it's gonna happen okay trials are gonna happen regardless of if you are a believer or non-believer amen But as a believer in Jesus, the trials that we go through can lead us to godliness, amen? Trials that happen to ungodly people can lead them into further disparity, suicide, job loss, anger, rage, addictions, amen? But trials to those who trust in Jesus can lead us to more godliness. And James is saying that the only way for us to become complete in the Lord, the only way for us to be. Uh, shoot, I should have put that up there. Uh, yes, good job. Thanks for paying attention. Awesome. No, no, no. It's good. Um, so, James chapter 1, verse 2, it says, uh, verse 4, that steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect, complete, and lacking in nothing. How many of us in here as believers, we want to be a perfect believer? Yeah, we want to be a complete believer. We want to be a believer that isn't lacking any skills. Amen. Any of us in here? The route to that destination. Hey, the route to that destination is trials. Jesus is going to say through James that the route to our completion is the fire, is the temptation, is the struggle. It's gonna come. And when it comes, consider it joy because God cares for you. How many of you guys have heard somebody say, how can there be a God because of dot, dot, dot? Yeah. How can there be a God when for, for me, my dad has a stroke. How can there be a God when there's kids that are dying every day? How can there be a God because of the evil that is happening in the world? The truth is that there is a God, yeah, and there is also evil, okay? And Jesus instructs us that, hey, they persecuted me. Guess what? They are also gonna persecute you because no servant is greater than the master. If they persecuted the master, guess what? They're gonna persecute all those who serve the master as well. And James is saying, through that trial, through that persecution, we can end up in a place, yeah, where we're better rather than bitter. Amen? 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 There are some things that we can learn in trials and struggles that you cannot learn any other way. I mean, I just think about my, this last 10 days, you know? I mean, you guys know I love being here. You guys know, like, I care for you guys. Like, it, it takes a lot for me. Like, if I'm on Maui, I'm here on a Monday night, you know? Like, I'm here because I, I care for you guys. I love being here. And literally, it would take a gnarly situation for me not to be here. And these last 10 days, man, with my dad in the hospital, it's been, uh, like I've actually been sad. Like I don't ever get sad, you know? Like I, I may get discouraged here and there. I may get tired here and there. But like, uh, like I've, you know, I've been pretty emotional this week. You know, like at different times, like today I feel good. Why? Because my dad is like alive and he stood up for the first day. You know, I'm like, yeah, shaka! They just moved him out of ICU and into like the normal, you know, general care. And I'm like, my dad is getting better, you know, but talk to me five days ago and I wasn't as happy, you know, like we had a music practice on Thursday night over here and we're practicing and we were, we did um, that Jesus, we love you song. And so we're practicing that song and then And then I went from practice mode to like worship mode and I really started listening to what I was singing and then I, and then practice was over after that. Like I just started crying and like Hanabata's and I didn't care who was thinking because yeah, I mean, I see my dad laying down on the, you know, like in his hospital bed and I don't like, Is he ever gonna walk again? Is he gonna make it again? Like, is he gonna die still? Like, you know, just crazy. But but I'm learning that there's a part of God that exists in this area of trial, and I wouldn't have learned this part of God any other way. I mean, I've been in hospital situations. I remember this uh, when I when I started youth ministry uh, early in my life. um, We had this girl. Um, who had a heart transplant when she was real young and the heart that she got was uh, an older person's heart so when she was in her 20s it was like she was in her 50s so she got to a point where she needed another heart and she the thing is with heart transplants like you got to get worse before you move up on the heart donor scale so like so, so you have somebody who died right so in order for you to get a heart Somebody has to die, you know? So that's like crazy in and of itself. And in order for you to be higher on the donor list, you have to be closer to death, which is like, you know, you're just gambling with life, right? So anyway, she got sick. She wasn't able to get a heart. Her mom called me up, said, hey, you should fly up right now. So I was with the family. This was crazy. And she was pretty much living off machines and they made the decision to take her off the machines because it just, there was no way she was going to get out of it. She was too sick to get a heart. So I was actually in the room when they shut off the machines and she went from this world to the next. No. And you know who existed there? God. like the only hope I had in that moment was that Jesus did that. And then he came back to life. And if our hope is in Jesus, that's going to be our story. That when we stop breathing, yeah, we get to take our first breath in heaven, you know? But you're not going to learn about those things unless you face that type of trial. So, one more example. Is that good? So one more example. I had... uh, so my dad just turned 60 and me, right? And so he has a lot of friends in that same age from 50 to a little over 60. And these uncles, these like Hawaiian uncles would come up and they would, hey, how's your dad doing? I'm like, ah, you know, not that good. And, and just straight edged answers. They talk to me blunt and they're like, hey, trust in Jesus. And he talked to me about religion. They didn't quote scriptures. He said, hey, trust in Jesus. Have faith in Jesus Christ. And I was like, that's good. You know, like they weren't trying to sell me. They weren't trying to evangelize to me. They just said, hey, trust in Jesus. And I wouldn't have really gripped the girth of that unless I was what? In that type of trial. Amen? Is this good? No? Okay, so Paul says, um, so when we, yeah, Go through trials. And what do the trials do? So, what's that verse? So, James 1 2, 3, and 4. What does the trials do? It produces that fastness by testing what? Testing our faith. What is our faith? The belief and trust in Jesus, right? So what does the trial do? The trial is focused on the most important thing. There's nothing more important than your trust in Jesus Christ. That trust alone is going to overcome the thing that separates you from God. What's the thing that separates us from God? Our sin, right? By our trust in Jesus Christ and the finished work that he has on the cross, that sin can be atoned for, forgiven, cast as far as the east is from the west. So the trials that God sends us, yeah, is refining that very thing. When we are pressed, when we are stretched, when we are tried, Jesus is saying, hey, trust in me now. We want to get to a place where perfect, complete, it's in this road of trusting him beyond situation, beyond scenario. If I have a lot or I don't have anything, I'm going to do what? Trust in Jesus. Whether I'm popular or I'm a loser loner. Nobody likes me and everybody teases me. And I have no likes. And I got to buy likes on my Instagram. The important thing is that I trust in Jesus. Amen? Okay, let's, let's keep on going. All right, so... Uh, uh verse four. Let steadfastness has have its full effect. Okay, so the question needs to be asked. This is a good Bible study right here, okay? So we're just doing like a whole Bible study right now on like a couple verses. Okay? So what's what's the question we have to ask? So he says, Let steadfastness have its full effect. What should we ask? What is, what is full effect and what is steadfastness? Okay? So what is steadfastness? Steadfastness is like be fast to be steady. Like just flop those words. Be quick to steady. Okay? (laughs) Judge. Be quick to judge. Who? who's discipling you? Oh, Blair. Oh, be quick to judge all those who come to church. (laughs) The book of Tati. Verse 1. Close chapter. <laughs> okay? No. Be quick to love. Okay? All right. So James is saying, yeah, steadiness is like being quick to be still. Yeah? Faithfulness. It has this term of time in this word like longevity or endurance, yeah? Like endurance isn't really a sprint. When you think about endurance, it's like this marathon where you got to find a pace and you got to keep it and you got to keep on going, yeah? Like the Olympics, is, am I ex- excited with the Olympics? Yeah. Bruh. I'm, like ecstatic. I'm like, I love the Olympics, okay? Like Winter Olympics, eh, it's pretty good. Summer Olympics, yeah, okay? I think about like the steeplechase, you know, where they just run around the track and then every once in a while they got to like run over that hurdle with that like pond with like sharks inside. You guys seen that part? <laughs> you guys watch the Olympics, right? It's like piranhas. They're going to Brazil, you know, mosquitoes that are giving them like, what is that virus? Yeah, the Zika virus. Like these guys got to run fast, okay? They got to run real fast, all right? Um, but I think about endurance, right? It's not the person who sprints out, gets all the glory and gets the gold it 's the person who is enduring the trials and i I heard this one uh uh comparison about athletes, right so you have like professional athletes that are like pretty good at what they do, you know, but you think about it like you know like Steph Curry hit like four hundred threes this basketball season right, but that 's still not like perfect like granted, he hit more threes than anybody else like ever in a season. But still yet, when it mattered, he still missed and they lost. You know? Yeah. Well, I think he was injured too. So anyway, but the fact, I got a love for that guy. Okay? Anyway, um, when you think about athletes, there are no more perfect athletes out there than Olympians. Like Olympians are like I mean, you think about, like, the, the swimming, right? So the U.S. trials been on TV. The difference between, like, first through eighth place is, like, a second. I mean, it's like, for four years I've been practicing, and I lose out by this much. And I kind of go to Olympics, you know? Like, just inches, like milliseconds. You think about, like, the sprinters, right? It's like, I was, all my hopes and dreams, right? Ugh and so the guys who make it they're like the best yeah and so what paul what what james is saying is in our like trial we got to endure like we got to have longevity like it's not a, just a on a whim in order for us to be the the best believers that that god wants us to be we got to do it today and Tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day when we're happy, when we're sad, when my dad's in the hospital, when my dad's not in the hospital, when like, you know what I mean? Like it's this race to the end, but it's not just a a race, but it's like, can I do it with some level of excellence too? Amen? Some level of trust. And so Jesus is like, I want to make sure you finish the race. I'm going to make sure you go through trials. So why am I telling you this right now? So that when you go through the trial, you're going to think not woe is me, where is God? You're going to think God is here. This is for my benefit. Let me find joy in this. Because God wants me to be a complete believer in him. Perfect, flawless. And the road and the route to there is trials. But James starts off and he says, Consider it all joy when we go through these trials. Amen? Because the trials is refining and purifying the most important thing this side of heaven our faith in him. The worst place we can be as believers is lukewarm believers. Amen? If you're going to be a believer, be one and keep on going. And don't let anything stop you. Don't let anything stop you from doing it. Because there's distractions, man. There's there's trials, there's temptations. Yeah, James goes on and he, sa- he talks about temptations in here. Verse 5, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach. But let him ask in faith without doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. A person who doubts, this person is like double-minded. They shouldn't think that they're going to get anything from the Lord. Focus, amen? Like black and white. Like you're either trusting and living or you're going to get distracted. Okay? Verse 13, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted with evil and he himself tempts no one. But each person, hey get this, each person, verse 14 is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire, then desire when it has conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it has its uh, fully grown uh, when it is fully grown brings forth death so the choice for us is do we want a casket and then kingdom and a crown or do you want a casket and then you want uh crying and cringing because the truth is there's no there's no uh, you, you just float away into darkness. You're either going to spend eternity in heaven or you're going to spend eternity in hell. It's your choice. It's our choice by the decisions that we make and who we serve now today. Where are we going to spend eternity? And the pe- a lot of people who end up in hell, yeah, they're just baited. Just baited there. That, hey, the things of this world way better than the things of god there's no god you're dumb and then evil comes and you're like where is your god i thought you just said there's no god now you're saying where is my god but by that time you're so blinded because you don't know god's word you don't spend time with god and then next thing you know like you're off track i had this one pastor call me hey this pastor called me and i'm telling you he was full of lies This pastor called me and said, hey, I got an anointing for healing. Let me pray for your dad. I'm like, hey, cool. So He's on the phone. He starts praying for my dad. He calls me up the next day. He's like, how's your dad doing? And I'm like, well, let me explain to you. And mid-sentence, he's like, no, no, no. Don't listen to the doctors. No, no, no. Don't take the medicine. No, 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 no. And I'm like, who are you? I don't care if you have an anointing. Maybe you prayed and somebody came back from the dead. Cool. Jesus said, many will say, Lord, Lord, yeah, many will prophesy, many will do miracles, and in the end, Jesus gonna say, "I didn't even know who you were." Only he who does the will of my Father. Yeah, and this guy was in the... I was like, "Bruh, my dad's in the hospital right now, and you talking to me about faith? Like, I'm unwavering in my faith. Like, I know that if my dad gets out of here, it's gonna be because of Jesus. Whether he uses the doctors or it happens miraculously, I don't care." It's all in God's hands, amen? It's all in God's hands. Verse 16, do not be deceived. Period. You guys get that? Verse 16, do not be deceived. The trials that God sends our way, yeah, is supposed to lead us to what? Righteousness and godliness and holiness, amen? Amen. The, let me say it again. The trials that we face are supposed to lead us to godliness and holiness and perfection and completeness. Amen? James says, do not be deceived. Because when we go through the trials, somebody's going to come alongside and say, bro. Yeah? You guys want a scenario? So right now, like, Mark is not feeling good, but Mark knows that I love him. Yeah? Mark knows that I love him. Okay? The deceiver could come right after and be like, Mark, bro, Pastor Kaipo, out there he single you out amongst all the rest? This guy, bro, who even cares about this guy? Deceiver. Okay? I mean, if if, if I'm speaking to you something different than what the Bible is teaching right now, hey, I'll be the first to throw a stone at my face. He's like, that doesn't, eh, stone in my face. Okay? but don't be deceived, man. Okay? The Lord disciplines and rebukes those who he loves. It wouldn't have been a loving thing for me just to like let you guys do whatever you guys want. How you guys going to learn about God? Okay? But I really understand that some people in here want to not just stay infant Christians. You guys want to grow in the Lord, and I'm trying to help you. That the road towards discipleship, the road to becoming more like the Lord, is through trials. So I'm trying to map it out for you. So when you go through the trials, you can have a joyous spirit because you know God loves you and he cares for you. And he wants to present you complete and holy and blameless in the end. Rather than like, woe is me, where is God? He's not hearing my prayers. Amen? Like just an understanding of how God works. That in order for you to be mature in Christ, like trials are going to come. Yeah. Okay. So a couple of things. Let's just finish up right here. Um, Paul says, therefore go out from their midst and separate from them, says the Lord, and touch no unclean thing. Then I will welcome you. Amen. So part of us in this road of discipleship yeah, This trial is God helping us to weed out the things of the world that live inside of us. And the way that happens is through trial. When we understand that the sins that we do hurt ourselves and it hurts others. So we go through that trial. God continues to love us, but he separates us from the world, right? So 2 Corinthians six seventeen. 17. Um, okay, so application. So James one nineteen. So this is all James chapter 1, yeah? You guys can read James chapter 1 later and just like... Further meditate on what's happening. So James says, know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. What do we do in our time of trial? Okay, what do we do in our time of trial? We make sure that we are quick to listen, yeah, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Because the trial's going to come. And when the trial comes, like local boy status, we don't want to be quiet. We want to yell. Amen? Yeah? We don't want to be gentle. We want to rage. Amen? But James says, let us be quick to listen to what is happening, slow to respond to it. And you can italicize on the side quick to prayer. Amen? Slow to speak, but quick to prayer. And even slower to anger because the anger that we produce isn't the anger that God produces. Like God can have righteous anger, but most of the time when we have anger, it it doesn't come out good. Amen? Like I definitely had some moments this week where I was like angry, you know? Anger at the scenario, angry at the world, like just angry at everyone. Okay? But Jesus wants us to be quick to listen, slow to speak, and even slower to anger, okay? Um, and then he would, continue, we jumped on to 26. If anyone thinks his religion, uh, thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is, is worthless. So, so part of what James is saying is we've got to control the tongue because the tongue is going to determine where we end up in this trial, you know? if we're joyous and praising God and praying and seeking him, we're gonna end up on the better rather than the bitter side. Yeah, but if our tongue in the time of trial forgets that God loves us and is leading us into this trial and we start dropping F-bombs and hating on people and gossiping about people, like it's gonna be hard for us to end up complete where God wants us. Amen? Okay. Um, Okay, last couple verses as we apply. So Paul says, Therefore, in, in our midst of trials, let us put, so verse 21, put away all uh, filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls, okay? So what's gonna save us through this is God's word, amen? God's word. And what is a good word to store in our hearts in a time of trials? Be, Let's say, say it with me. Be quick to listen, slow to speak and even slower to anger okay that's a good word to store in your heart okay for all you boys in here you guys gonna become men soon and it's this tendency in us to punch things as a way of communicating right girls have other ways of communicating yeah crying screaming scratching i don't know you know eating chocolates You know, boys is like yell and punch, pretty much. Okay? Let's be, let's say it together. Quick to listen, slow to speak, and even slower to anger. Hey, all the guys in here, let's say that. Quick to, (laughs) James, quick to speak, (laughs) fast to punch. (laughs) Book of James, Uh, the other James. Okay, all the guys in here, let's say it. We want to be quick to. Listen, slow to speak, and even slower to anger, okay? Okay, good job. Glad you guys paying attention. Amen. All right, so here. So now that God's word is implanted in us, we want to be what? Verse 22, we want to be doers of the word, not just hearers only and deceiving ourselves, okay? Deceiving is we hear to love someone and then we don't actually do it. That's deception. Okay? So he says, let's be doers of God's word, not just hearers only. Yeah? If anyone who is a hearer of the word and does not do it, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in the mirror and then forgets what they, what they look like. Like we all know what we look like, okay? Like this world is full of image nowadays. What Jesus is saying is, hey, God's word, read it and do it. Like if we're claiming to be Christians and we following Jesus, why play the game? Live the life. Amen. Live the life. Okay? Um, and lastly, James says, this is pure religion. Yeah. Um, So religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, yeah, is the ones who visit the orphans and the widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. Yeah. Love God and love others. and Run from the world. Amen? Or at least the things of the world. Okay? My desire is, is, and it's not just my desire, like it's God's desire that in the end we would be presented, what is it? Holy, blameless, and above reproach the route, the path that we have to take to get there, there's going to be trials. Amen? So when the trials come, be joyous. Okay? Be joyous. Yeah? Be joyous because God loves you and he wants to present you full and completed at the end. Yeah? And while we're doing it, let's implant God's word into our hearts and be doers of that word. So what is a memory verse for tonight? Yeah, James, uh, was it 1, Yeah? 19 and 20. In our time of trial, let us be, let's say it together, let us be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slower to anger. Okay, Because the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. That's a great memory verse for us to have. Why? Because we may need it when the trial comes. And who knows when the trial is going to come? Nobody. Only God. Amen. You know, come 10 days ago, I never knew that, you know, I may never have a conversation. Hey, get this. I may never have a conversation with my dad again. Because the stroke has, is, is messing up his vocal cords, you know. But praise God, he knows him, you know. And I'm going to rejoice through it. Why? Because my dad loves the Lord. Amen? Hey, you know what's the cool thing? You guys want to hear another testimony? My parents have been separated for like two and a half years. Guess who's been by my dad's bedside the entire time? My mom. And he even gave her like a kiss a couple of times. Hey, right? hey, I was like, uh, I got to exit. You guys can do anything. Okay? Because the doctor's like, hey, let's, you know, let's work on your, because my dad needed to protect his airway. So like you need to make sure like his lips were moving and they're they're like, make your lips like that, you know. And then somehow they just like, and he gave my mom a kiss. So anyway. Praise God for how he works. Amen. Okay. So. um, Hey, we love you guys. Uh, Hey, read James chapter one again tonight before you guys go to sleep. Just think about. What we talked about, yeah? Tomorrow morning, James 1.19 yeah, and 20. Just think about that. Let us be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, okay? Yeah? Amen? All right. Um, yeah, let's pray. Good? Jesus, thanks so much for tonight. <clears throat> thanks so much for the, the righteousness of God that is here. We pray for your spirit that um, exists. Give us the strength, God, to to be who it is that you desire us to be, man. And we need you. We need you. We know that the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Um, sorry, God, for that little outburst to you, Mark, of you, brother. Um, yeah. Yeah. Be with us, Jesus, in our efforts to be more like you and see other people be more like you. Be our discipler. In a time of trial, God, may we rejoice. May we be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger because we want your righteousness, not ours. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.